And, uh, you know, when you're lying in a hospital bed, wondering if you're ever going to be able to talk again, uh, and that's how you make your living and, and exercise your art, it, um, it's a little scary, but uh, sure glad to have you on the show and sure glad you're on this particular episode. You made your debut at Virginia, scoring a podium at Utah, sitting ninth, or excuse me, ninth, tenth. I would like to see a ninth, but I'll be happy with tenth in the Twins Cup points. Solid start for you. Tell us a bit about your racing past and how you came to ride for AP Moto Arts team. You know, I, uh, I had the opportunity to practice on a Yamaha TZ85 back in 2015 on my 15th birthday. Oh, wow. Um, and from there, you know, uh, I was a natural to it, and I started my first racing season in 2016 and did half the season there. Um, and at the midway point of the season, they promoted me to the ex- uh, expert division. Um, that way I could run with people that were more my pace. Um, and from there, I just uh, raced in the expert class for the next few years. Um, and then towards the end of the 2018 season, Andy Palmer over at uh, AP Moto Arts contacted me, uh, offering him and my dad, Sam McDonald, uh, to work on his team. Basically, my dad would be the mechanic for the team, and I would be a lone rider. And from there, uh, we, we made our debut, and we slowly have made progress all throughout the season. And then that's, that's you know, not everybody can be uh, uh, Cambobier or, or, or Sipes or whatever discipline, whatever style. Not everybody can be number one right out of the box, but uh, you've caught uh, uh, your share of attention. Matter of fact, at the last round at Laguna Seca, you were running right up there with the leaders until having a uh, – a special moment in turn three, dropping back to finish eighth. Tell us what happened there, and have you replaced your tire gauge yet? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. The second that we got back, we had uh, someone sponsor us a tire gauge. But basically what <laughs> happened is uh, we went out for Friday practice, and yeah. everything was good. We were getting the bike dialed in. and It was looking like we were going to have a good chance for the victory at Laguna Seca. You know, I got the podium at Utah, so I had a – a lot of rebound and I had a lot of momentum going into Laguna and mind you this is the first time I've been to any of these tracks so we were really just wanting a top 10 throughout the entire season um, but yeah so we went through Friday practice and qualifying and I uh, ended up qualifying on the front row with uh, Alex Dumas and Michael Barnes uh, to finish off the front row um, and I got a good start and uh, for the first seven laps, the tires did not act faulty at all. They, I mean, uh, it wasn't as grippy as it was in qualifying. Um, but what happened was we uh, we had a faulty tire gauge, and I was running about 10 pounds too much in the front and 10 pounds too much in the wow. rear. Um, and after lap seven, it went to zero. And as you saw in the clips, I, uh, I went from 100 to zero in about two corners. Um and from there, I just uh, counted my winnings and finished off with a lonely eighth place, but um, out of 30, so we still weren't very upset. Did you say lonely or lowly? Uh, lonely. Okay. Yeah, everyone else kind of took off. Yeah, I've... <laughs> I think I'd, I would agree with the use of either one of those words. Now, you got people offering advice, uh, support in a variety of ways, but uh, there's a former 500cc world champ in your corner. Who is this person, and what kind of help does he offer? You know, uh, 
Kevin Schwantz has always been a really good uh, <laughs> family friend of ours, you know, uh, since back in the uh, early 80s, you know, uh, we've known him for a very, very long time, and uh, he doesn't necessarily coach me like you would uh, say a coach. He's more of a mentor, and right. of course, anytime a world champion uh, offers you advice, you take it. Um, but I would not, I would not classify him as like a day to day mentor or like coach. He's just a mentor and a really, really good friend of ours. Well, we love Schwantz. He's been on the show so many times, and every time it's gold, baby, gold. I say. All right. Besides Moto America, you've been doing some racing in the CMR, uh, CMRA series. Uh, what classes have you been racing? Um, I've been racing on my uh, Yamaha FC07, which. Uh, is basically legal in any of the twins classes so uh the formula two um heavyweight twins um i would run my yamaha r6 in the c super stock and c Superbike, um and alongside b Superbike and b super stock so i'd run just miscellaneous uh classes to try to pick up my speed there um, seat I, time I seat time right i mean you're, sure. yeah seat time is everything Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm coming at a disadvantage uh, from overall experience because we we did a tally and I'm still under 30 race weekends total since I've started because every year I've missed half a season whether it's a broken bone or blowing up a motor and ending the season I've only finished about I, I think it's 26 race weekends total um, so I'm 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 going against people that have been racing three to four times the amount that i have it's crazy and um, and and and, and, and you're competitive that's the best part you know how good if you had those extra rounds and and uh, the extra years of of experience how good would you be today if you had had that experience well woulda shoulda coulda we're going to stand on uh on what you have done based on uh, your you know the time you spent next question we go uh next moto america round sonoma followed by pittsburgh jersey the season finale at barber um, are these all new tracks for you, or have you competed uh, in one or more of them? I have never been to any of the wow. tracks on the Moto America calendar. Uh, all of these, in the first practice, I'm doing my first lap. Um, so it's really just me learning and developing the track. And that's why we think next year, um, if I do uh, have the uh, possibility to do a whole season, I would love to do a whole season. You know, I really do think I'd be competitive for the championship, but uh, like I said, I haven't made all the rounds this year, and um, so I'm well off in the points. But I'm I'm still learning the tracks, and we're hoping that next year we can really put on a fight. Your teammate is our is our buddy Drake, the Drake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he insists on people calling him the Drake, Drake uh, Beecham. Yes, um, and he's got a kind of a special buddy that kind of you know comes down the pits and visits every once in a while, and uh, gives us some Matrix talk. Uh, what's it like having a superstar star like Keanu Reeves just hanging out? Oh, you know, yeah, it, it is so cool because you just got you know, like I said, I'm running, I'm I'm working with Drake. You know, it, it's really cool to work with someone that has been racing for as long as he has, and especially as talented as he has. And he has the uh, the contacts with people such as Keanu Reeves. It's it's really cool to uh, 
be able to be in the situation where I'm in to meet people like that. I, th- I think the world of Keanu anymore uh, didn't really know what to think of him early in his career, but the more I know of him now and how generous he is, uh, you know, with helping charitable efforts and cancer, et cetera, it just makes me think that this is one of the good people God put on earth, and I'm really super, super glad that uh, he's around you guys to be able to offer that type of example. Um, speaking of Drake, What's he like, dude? I mean, does he raid your snacks? Is he a slob to be around? Does he talk way too much? What's the dirt? No, he he's a very, <laughs> very hard worker. I, I will say that about him. He he really does put in the effort. Um, I, I love working with him. He's always open to help me out with anything, you know. Um, he's always willing, willing to train me, to go out on the track and show me some lines. He's, he's not one of those partners that or teammates that hide stuff from you no he's very very open and honest it's cool he sends me christmas cards did you know that i did not i get christmas cards and i get a calendar from him every year uh, yeah, Drake is uh, a pretty, pretty cool cat. Love that guy, but we're also uh, uh, deeply indebted for you to, um, or p- to you for coming on the program and, and helping me on my road back to uh, health. I do appreciate it. Cooper, we're going to give you about 32 seconds to recognize your sponsors. Who are they? Uh, first, I got to thank AP Moto Arts, of course, for the bike. Uh, K&N Air Filters for all the support this season. And then I got LS2 helmets, uh, A-Racer USA for all the electronics, uh, specialized racing gear for the leathers, and then, of course, Dunlop and Yamaha for supporting the series, Moto America, CMRA. And, of course, my dad. You know, I couldn't do it without my dad. He's, he's love an amazing dad. mechanic. That's he's my hero. That, in person, is, you know? is, is he your hero as well? He is, you know. Like, he, he was racing nationals in the 80s. Uh, I don't know if you... Uh, knew about Sam McDonald. He was the 1982 national champion. Yeah. He, he he raced against a lot of the people that I look up to along with my dad, you know. Pretty Anybody cool. that w- that's able to rip around a 500 or 250 is respectable in my book, you know. You're respectable in our book, Coop, and I do appreciate you so much. Looking forward to seeing you again and uh, continue on the way, my young friend, because i got to believe there's a long and glorious season looking you square in the face. We just haven't seen it all yet, and I want to take it one bite at a time and enjoy it like a good meal. How about that? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a privilege. Cooper, always good to talk to you. We'll have you back again soon. Folks, uh, that'll do it uh, for this portion of the show. We're going to hit a commercial break here. Do you want to thank Tony Wank, Ed Camp, PGA Duran, Tom uh, Tom Halverson, especially Tommy Boy there for that particular interview, Chris Bishop, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. A break coming up as we continue to salute Carlin Dunn. Of course, uh, wasn't that long ago, September 4th, he was on the show, and he died recently at Pikes Peak. More Pit Pass around the corner. Stay tuned. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.